With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome everyone to a post-fight pod edition of the Boxing Asylum Nuthouse. We have uh, just witnessed a late stoppage by Archer Betterbeev over Anthony Yard in a fight that was far more competitive than most people thought it would be. Uh, Yard actually up on a couple of the cards, uh, as we hear, uh, before meeting that untimely overhand right that sent him to the canvas and ultimately led to his demise. Andy, great fight. Uh, uh, Yard performed better than is ex- than expected, uh, but still succumbed to the power of this beastly son of a bitch. Uh, but nonetheless, hell of a good fight. Nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely not to be disgraced. Um, mentioned it last week, all saying Yard maybe have to go to the dark side. He did that, actually, to be fair. I mean, he had a decent couple of open rounds, um, you know, and then let it hang out. He was definitely getting ripped by some heavy fucking shots, some of those uppercuts and that. I think he landed his own shot, actually, on Baterbev early doors in the fight. He visibly marked him up a little bit. Um, and then, obviously, Baterbev ripping off his, 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 his repertoire, you know, right hands to the body, uppercuts, stepping back. Yars took it. Um, he's then fought back. He had to kind of fight off the ropes a little bit and that as well. So he's let his balls hang out. He's he's taken as much as he can take at the end of the day. Um, we always say that Baterbev was this was this hard hitter. Um, again, he's probably just done experience in that as well. But Baterbev was a, absolutely a brute. But at the same time, Yard was not to be disgraced, and uh, he had his moments in the fight. Probably even marked up. Probably even buzzed Baterbev a little bit as well. To be fair. Um, but in the end, I think your stoppage was justified. I think you could have stopped it after the first knockdown, to be fair. Um, he was kind of laboured getting up. He didn't seem like he wanted he any of it after yeah, that. Yeah, he was looking a bit, wasn't he? forced it? him to get back into that fight. Yeah, it's just, you know what I'm saying, he, he, looking over the, the rope, looking at the corner, and not really kind of following the referee's instructions. Like, you could have kind of waved it off there. Uh, and the ref was, was quite on top of it after the second knockdown, so... Great, great fight, actually, to be fair. Uh, better than expected. But we did mention last week, if Yard had any aspirations, he had to stand, go into hell at some point. And he did that, to be fair. He took as much as he can take. But Baterbe, with his pedigree, he's a, he's a special fighter. Um, Bivol next, hopefully. I think that'll bring out the, boss, uh, uh, the best in both guys. Uh, want to see it, love to see it. And uh, again, just another thing with Baterbe, just want to see him active. He's a pound-for-pound fighter, unified champ, and we want to see him active. We want to see him fighting the best. And uh, if Bibble's free, let's just try and get that fight made as soon as possible. 
Yeah, absolutely. Try to get on that one as fast as possible. Um, again, fantastic fight. Both guys cut uh, is uh, leaving themselves in the ring in that one. Uh, absolutely. And uh, Yard looking like he was done at one point, coming back with a second win. But Rob, uh, there was, uh, I, I think it was in the fourth round, Yard went through some really rough moments. I was like, God damn it, that Rob was fucking right. Um, but yeah, he I almost had it. <laughs> But tell me, I was leaving it too late. He was going for the last thirty seconds, and Yard was getting out of there. Um, I, but as I mentioned on the on the pre-fight, I might have backed uh, on the asylum the stoppage in four, but I put money on the stoppage seven to twelve. So I'm all right either way. I'll live without me me prediction points. But um, I don't want to cut it for two weeks in a row. Go on about the guy that lost the fight, but I think I was just saying before the before the pod started to you guys off air. Like I think the common denominator in Yard's. Um, inability to get over the line at the top level. Granted, he's facing Kovalev and, and Batarbiev, but it's got to be Tunde, isn't it? Like Because the guy has shown, for a fellow with no amateur background tonight, his performance was fucking astounding at times. I mean, nobody th- thought he was going to be able to do what he was doing um, to Batarbiev at times. And he definitely, definitely hurt Batarbiev in that fight too. Batarbiev was backing off. Now, I heard in the post-fight there, just through the, through the speakers, that he was saying he was sick or something in the build-up to the fight. That could have been the case, but... Yard kind of weathered the early storm and he let his balls hang like he was fucking clipping him with the left hook. He was fucking, but the, the main difference that you could see between the two of them was that Yard has no ring IQ. Like, you know, he doesn't spar, he, whatever he trains, he's, he was gassing a little bit and he doesn't know when to hold when he's um, on the ropes. Now, granted, it's hard to perturb you if he could fucking ragdoll you on the ropes. He's so strong. Like, but I just thought like Yard was as strong as him in, in certain ways. Like, he was, he was, he just wasn't in the clinch. You could see Baturbiev pushing him off in the clinch, but Yad wasn't holding him like in a clever way. Like he wasn't getting his hand wrapped around the back of his neck, pulling his head down, trying to. Now maybe that's going to expend more energy, but I think he has to be a little bit cuter. And I just think with a different trainer, you know, Frank Warren should back him now. Like and maybe just fucking encourage him. I know it's it's like it's easy from the outside, and him and Sunday obviously have a, a very strong relationship. And I think like you know the the fucking casual tonight was rooting for Yad, like his story and all. He's after having such a hard time and all that. Hold on, man. I'm talking to someone. Hey, man, should ask me for directions? Fucking get him pulled, Rob. No, I'm not fucking a bit. So, um, so fucking, um, what you call it? Um, he's following me up the fucking road now. Left Jesus up the main Christ. road, turned right on the M1. It's fucking, Rob's going to get fucking knifed on the way up the road. Fucking burning yeah. forest on the street. I'm, fucking bo- I'm in a box of asylum here. This is what are you, we know. Um, We're going to be fucking evidence. So no, I just think I think for my my overall thing, a terrific fight delivered. Like as a spectacle, it was unbelievable, exciting the whole way along. Two, yeah, I went for it. He didn't fucking cower. He rose to the occasion. But I just think with a, ch- a change of trainer, who knows what you could do with that? To be honest. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I think there's definitely a lot of life left in Anthony Yard, considering performances like that to uh, take better be up to the places that he took him. Uh, you got to be a fighter of some skill. I mean, and so you really look at it. Uh, you know, he's faced and and uh, held his own against the two greatest punchers in the light heavyweight division in recent memory. So I mean, fair play to him on that. Um, joining us, Danny Young. Danny, uh, you weren't with us on Sunday. So w- what was your prediction, and how did that differ from what actually went down in the fight? Evening, gents. Yeah, I, I had um, 
I had Baterbiev to win by KO. Um, I didn't pick a, a round of such, but I was, I, I was kind of thinking kind of mid-list rounds, but obviously it went a little bit later. Bold choice uh, there, Danny. A bold choice. Yeah, I, I just, I just, <laughs> I just think, you know, as 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 obviously many of you have mentioned on the pod before, but like a loss doesn't 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 do any like doesn't doesn't do any harm d- depending on how you how you react in the fight. And I think I think Yard has definitely done his done himself uh, a lot of credit there. You know, he, he's definitely done a lot more than what I uh, certainly expected. And I think definitely think that um, that there, there's something to build on there. I, I, I'm still I'm still. I'm still a bit wary about the the Tunde connection. I still don't think that 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 fits right with me. I think I think um, another trainer, and I used um, I used McGuigan as an example to my friend here, Aaron, who's who's watched the fight with me today. Like as an as an example, you know, somewhere he just needs to. I feel like he just needs to go over to someone else and 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 maybe work on some other things that that maybe that. Tunde doesn't work on. I don't know. Maybe, like you say, the kind of stats. Because let's face it, he was he was blowing out of his mouth for the last kind of three rounds before it got kind of stopped. So um, I think a stamina is still an issue, whether 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 you like it or not, because of you know because of his fixed set muscular frame and all the rest of it. So, but hey, you know what I mean? Like I, I mean, sign me up. I, I'd I'd see. I'd see Yard in against any of the uh, any of the the uh, the so-called light heavyweights from from Britain. You know your your Smiths, your Batchwise, or whatever it is. Like sign me up because I think you give them give them problems after the performance of tonight. And then obviously with regards to Buterbiev, I mean like wow, he's he's fantastic. You know he's a deadly finisher as, we, as we've seen again tonight. And and again, I just want to see him take that. I just want to see that Bivol fight. I mean, there's a lot of reaction already thinking from that fight tonight, saying that you know they think that Bivol would 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 win. I don't know, you know. I I I think Baterbiev is is a is a tough nut. I really think he's a fucking tough nut. Yes, he was cut, and you know, but then he you know Yard, like I say, Yard put in the performance of his career so far tonight, and 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 Baterbiev. You know, took took everything, all his best, well, his best shots essentially, and and still came out with with the win. So uh, yeah, I fucking. Well, he, I mean, he, he's kind of got that I Crawford that thing in it. He's kind of got that Crawford thing in him, Danny. Yeah. Where like against Porter, he's just like, eh, it's, you know, told him go out and finish this thing. Better be have got cut, and he was just like, ah, fuck this, I'm done with this right. guy. You so, know? I, said, I said something last week. I said it's like when he gets hurt, he's just like that nasty side of him, kind of like just drains over him. And it just starts rip, letting rip like combinations. I mean, you cannot deny the fact that some of those shots that he was throwing, proper torque. You can literally see the thud, the thud there, and then some of the uppercuts he was managing to get in there uh, behind the, the straight right hand was brutal, absolutely brutal. And there was one shot in the in, in the corner that the that Yard took right uppercut. And it was absolutely savage. They both there was a shot in the first twenty seconds. Sorry, boys, Andy. You mentioned in the first twenty seconds, right in front of the camera, you backed yard into the corner, and you just heard that bullet shot like you were playing the other week. You could see visibly on on Yard's face the fucking surprise on his face. It was like back in the days when Golovkin hit fucking Carter Stevens, and he was like, "Oh, what the fuck was that?" Like in the first or second, I think when Baterbiev first started to get through, you could really see it on on Yard's face. Going back to Matty's point about you know Baterbiev and his finishing, like. I don't know if Steve remembers, but we had a, we had a nutter's phone in. Probably was it? I think it was just before Christmas, and just on the Crawford fight, 
get a life exactly and uh i actually said i actually said the very same thing i said apart from apart from Baturbiev, i think crawford and Baturbiev have i've got that killer instinct in them where they know how to finish a fight yeah and uh yeah i and, it, and it's just shown tonight you know he, he's got he's got hurt tonight and then he's just come back and he's fucking he's he's closed the show in emphatic fashion so it's good stuff but anyway look i'll, I'll leave you gents to it but yeah i just wanted to phone on good stuff uh Cheers, Danny, man. and uh all the best boys take care thanks Cheers, Danny. Man. i really yeah, enjoy that nutter's messenger group by the way get yourselves alive as whoever's going on that call but it is i said it before it is like a much more civilized version of us last <laughs> night so was a good of... one actually if you haven't listened yeah, no, to I it, listen... yeah i listen back yeah get a life for me listen to the fucking boxing nutter's messenger group call in. Sake. <laughs> It's uh yeah. So, anyways, uh, thanks, Danny, for coming on. Uh, yeah, that was Steve. That was just a, a really good and entertaining fight in that one, and uh, I, I like that they just cut to the end of the bullshit afterwards and and said, "Do you want evil?" Um, and uh, and obviously that's the fight we want. All the marbles at one seventy five. I gotta tell you, there that uh, I, I I think you might be the one that that brings up the interview with uh, David Benavidez of, or when he was talking about. Bevel and sparring and things yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. and a lot of the things that he's that 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 you relayed that that Benavidez said as that was unfolding in the ring. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, if Bevel has the ability to take those shots the way the yard is at this point and bite down on his gum shield, put his you know combinations together like he does, that guy could just be the kryptonite to 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 better be of. It's it's there's it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be a bitch of a fight. But I do think that what we saw tonight gives greater shine to the chances that Bevel has in that fight, should it ever happen. Comes yeah. out of the jab, doesn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. It's funny you should mention that, Matty, because I said on the Nutters group last night, every time I watch Bevel or Baturbiev, after the fight, I always think to myself, whenever Baturbiev's like smashed through someone, oh, yeah, definitely favour him. And whenever Bevel's like boxed the ears off somebody, I say, oh, yeah, definitely favour him. It's like, what do you, what have you done for me lately? And even though Baturbiev's won tonight, for some strange reason, after that fight, I kind of favour Bevel a little bit. Just what he does, like you said, he's got that dog in him. He's got that grit. But what I'll say about the fight tonight, you can go back and watch classic fights on YouTube, but there's nothing like a fight delivering live in front of you. The excitement there, the energy, even watching at the telly at home, it's what we all follow boxing for. And it's actually the fight I hoped for, the type of fight I expected it to be, but not with Yard uh, having as much success as he did. I thought they got the game plan absolutely spot on. I thought Yard's body shots were a nice underrated weapon. They worked really well. And make no mistake, Baturbia was struggling a little bit, I thought, in those middle rounds, five, six, maybe, beginning a seven a little bit, before he got his second wind. And, you know, there's power, blood, swings in momentum, absolutely fantastic scrap. This might sound a little bit harsh, but we're here to tell the harsh truth. It's not meaning to be, because I thought Yard was superb. He will beat a lot of good fighters at a good level but he's like an eight or nine round fighter when it comes to that very top level. He has the skills, the speed, the power to give anyone huge trouble. But that stamina, that championship experience for some reason is just lacking. It's just that little bit short. There's no shame there. Huge credit to him. Like I said, he'll beat a lot of good guys, but against the very best. I mean, Kovalev has obviously passed his best, as we know. But against Paturbiev tonight, he just wasn't able to get over the line at 31. I'm not sure he ever will do. But I tell you what, he didn't do himself any shame. Hopefully, whatever he gets paid will be a lot of money. And on the stoppage, I feel a bit sick now admitting this. But at the time, I respected Tundi's intervention to a point. But I wanted to see a brutally conclusive finish. I was just hoping... 
was going to lay him out. No, no disrespect. Where to you, was the ghost of Steve the ghost Smoger of Steve Smoger? It's what he would have wanted, Matty. It's what he would have wanted. But yeah, it's... you got the impression that yard stamina would be the thing that would maybe fail him rather than getting knocked out cold. And I think ultimately that's what happened. Yep. And I'd like to thank Ryan Deal for tossing five New Zealand bucks. Says bums and tums Tundy over boxer size Ben. I think there's some truth to that. Also, Mr. Yimmy Yaffe tossing 449 in and says, get me in the Nutters group. And uh, Steve, I think for 449, we can throw him in there for a month probably and then get he him in the Patreon. To send I told him to, he, he told me to send him the link on link, LinkedIn. And I sent him the link. And he hasn't looked at it because he doesn't go on LinkedIn at the weekend. So, Yimmy, if you don't get in LinkedIn tonight, there's no Nutters group for you. LinkedIn, and you know. to the Dr. FMG as well, Matty. He's also thrown us a few Australian dollars. God bless the Dr. FMG uh, for that. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, 25 uh, various uh, uh, currencies from around the uh, dollars worth of currencies from around the world. Steve, I, I think we hit our nut for the night. And if yeah. anything over that is just gravy, uh, we paid the bills. Thank you. It adds everyone. up to about £2.87, I think, altogether. What, $14.99 Australian? <laughs> no, I'm only joking. It's the boys in the Patreon who are throwing in the super chats. You boys need to stop throwing in the money to the other people. You are already paying every month, so no more money from these boys. Matthew. You're a terrible businessman. Don't tell people to not give us money. <laughs> Gotta be honest, yeah? <laughs> I guess so. Be honest, yeah. So, but we appreciate them. You guys do keep it going. We love these guys. And apparently they love us too. And they also love good boxing. And this this was just a hell of a good fight. Um, I don't know that I want to get too deep into the undercard because uh, we do have a podcast that we want to go about tomorrow. Um, but uh, Andy, we had a good question that in that came through uh, on Twitter from Michael Evans. Says, question for the pod, who would be a good match to train Yard? Tunde is a horrific trainer, in my opinion. This fight's still ongoing, but think Yard is potential under the right trainer to do better than he has done. Um, Mr. Kelly, what are you thinking? I was I was thinking about this because I just think that with his no amateur background, his clear ability, his punch and power, like he showed so much stuff tonight in the ring, which is obviously down to Tunde and him. Obviously, you know, they've worked on stuff. The body shots that Steve mentioned, the uppercuts, the check left hook. There's just bits missing. There's missing pieces. Like I said, the ring IQ, the no one went to hold, the no one how to pace himself, how to do the weight, I think, differently. I think he's too top-heavy. And as Steve mentioned, the stamina is going to be an issue unless he he drops a bit of weight, I think, and trains differently. So I'd like to see him go to the States, actually. I think he's 31 now. I think Frank should back him. I think they should part ways. I think he's kind of done what he's what he's able to do with Tundi. I don't think it's going to get better from here. But Tarbiev and Bivol are going to shoot it out for the undisputed title. So if he's going to get that level... I think he needs a change, and I'd like to see him go Sugar Hill, actually. Frank Warren has a good relationship there. I think um, if you got him working a lot more behind his jab and throwing the punches straight rather than looping, I think he could be a real uh, proposition for anybody at 75. Like, And I think, you know, if he's serious about his career or whatever, and um, with everything he's been through and all, if he wants to take it to the next level, I think it, it, it is time to part ways with Tundee. But again, we're all on the outside, him and Tunde obviously have a really strong relationship and have got him to this level. But I think, as I said, there's a missing piece and he could probably fill that void a lot better with a different trainer. Like, he doesn't fucking spar, for Jesus' sake. Like, you know, I hear this sparring now and all, but, like, it's so late in his career. If 31 years of age, he starts sparring and everything. Like, fucking hell. Like, you know, there's so much more you could do with him. I just think it's a wasted opportunity. Andy, who would you be going the trainer route for Yard? 
Um, I don't know really, to be honest, mate. I mean, at this point in his career, I mean, what's he going to... What's he going to learn at this point? I think he's what early thirties. Can you give him he's... what he's lacking, Andy? Because it seems to be stamina and quite, you know, it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, and he was he was dragging in the air as well, remember the fourth and fifth and that as well. I, I really don't know to be honest with you. I mean, there's only so much you can give him unless he's got the kind of physical tools to kind of match his opponents at the top top level. I mean, Baterbi, if you could see it, he could he could just switch it up. I think Bivol, I listened to uh, about half hour of the last night's Nutters uh, uh, calling, and I agree with what Steve was saying. I just think Bivol's got another couple of gears to go up through as well. I think those two would actually bring out the best in each other as well. I just don't get that with Yard. I think Yard is he's a decent fighter. I just think he's roughly running about the European you know, title. Uh, definitely fringe level at, 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 um, at World Honor, sorry. Um, as for opponents, sorry, trainers, I would maybe say Sugar Hill possibly, but again, you know, he's at that stage in his career, how much can you teach him to be successful? Because this this Anthony Joshua type thing is, shall we just bin the trainer, go away somewhere else, you know, basically stick with him for a couple of fights, no really can I get bedded in really, and how much is he going to learn at this point, or want to learn? Is he going to have the I know the longevity kind of go ahead for the next two, three years with a new trainer, learn new things with that trainer, you know, rather well, than like Joshua, you know, get beat in his next fight and bin his trainer again and go with someone else. I, I, I don't know. See, the thing with Joshua, I think it's a mental problem. And I think that's why we're seeing Franklin as the next opponent. And they didn't take the Fury fight when Fury was, you know, perceivably trying to catch him on the hop or whatever after the Usyk loss. But I think that's more of a mental thing with, with Joshua. And he, ha- he struggles with his own. Um, confidence in that, like, and he needs certain certain things from the people around him. But with Yard, I just think, based off that performance, anyway, I just think, like, oh, he is 31, but honestly, I just think with a better, like, he doesn't need much. He just need he just needs a little bit more, like, and I just think that with a different trainer, and again, it's it's down to him whether he wants to do it or not, like, um, and 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 reinvigorate his career in that, like. He wants to go down that road and chase glory. Like I just think he'd be better off doing it with a different partner. But I get what you're saying. He is old, but he's shown improvements. That's the only thing I'm saying. Like from the Kovalev fight, he showed so much improvement. Imagine what he could do with a real trainer. Like Matty, can I just quickly shit on the commentary tonight? I know you get they get carried away. They were in the arena. I completely get that. You know, when you're here watching something unfold, yards doing a lot better. Sort of Brit at home and all that kind of you know dynamic coming into play. I thought Richie and Bunsey were getting a bit carried away. I know Bunsey was waving the A4, going on about let's get it right and all this type of stuff. But Richie and his scorecard and some of the things he was saying, like they said about Baturbiev getting the damage under the left eye, and he was like, "That's from the left hook. That's from the left hook." And I'm thinking, how's left hook damaging Baturbia under the left eye. That's not logistically possible time and time again. But I thought Richie really got caught up in the in the narrative tonight, in the storyline a little bit. Well, and over here on ESPN, there was, you know, this fight, they're more balanced on it. They uh, they they rightly call the yard burning energy early and, and a second wind, etc. And it seemed like they're calling it pretty down the line. Other fights, I kind of thought they got out of whack. So it's uh, it's it's interesting sometimes when we have these fights. When I hear about what the commentary yeah. was on the other side, I've got something for you here by Tony Bellew. Sorry, Anthony Bellew <clears throat> tweeted out about something about half hour ago. Here we go. Styles make fights. And people are all going to shoot me down here. 
<laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, it's of course you asked, yeah, Tony. Callum Smith knocks out Materbev out within six oh, rounds. Did you get that fucking ball, <laughs> man? Too open and too easy to hit. I've said it. He's vulnerable, and I'll and I'll show. And it will show when he fights Callum. Woo! Who would have thought he'd back a fella from Liverpool to beat Paterbev? Nah, that is a turn up for the books. This is the same Anthony Bellew that knew. Callum Smith was training for the Canelo fight purely to make weight and he got his ass kicked over 12 rounds. Woo! Callum Smith knocks up a Alright, pull the fucking other one, Tony. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Telling you now, mate, so he knocks up a Yeah, to oh, the critical throne. I, I think he's nuts <laughs> on that, but actually, you know, if they can't make the Bevo fight, if Bevo fights 168 against Canelo, whatever, blah. Um, I, I, I think that's a pretty fair fight in the middle. Wouldn't you guys think that that's pretty all right scrap just to, to kill the time? Just seeing Callum Smith fighting anybody would be fair enough. Exactly. <laughs> <that, like>, <laughs> someone at that level as well, mate. And almost close to their prime, maybe over the other side of it, like, but as Steve says, it'd just be good to see him fight anybody. Fucking value, man. Matty, I see, sorry, the boys just riffing off the back of our talk about BT Sports. Just quickly... ESPN, I'm no fan of them. I think they're the worst in the sport. But that is why you need people like them commentating on fights they don't have a stake in. They're going to sit there tonight and tell the truth to a certain degree about Baturbiev and Yard because they have no stake in the fighter. You want to hear that truth. You don't want to hear BT Sports, home fighter, DAZN commentating on home fighters, Bellew doing scorecards for his mates in the corner, Bean and Sky, home fighters. You want to hear people telling you the truth, which is why it's good to have ESPN commentating on those kind of fights. Yeah, there is something about uh, the, the, when it comes to you know guys coming over there and fighting uh, fighting your fighters, where it just seems like they can't get a fair shake in the in the commentary in in a lot of ways. It, it, it it's like there's clearly like a a team GB going on uh, during a lot of these fights. Epitomized by the post fight interview, by the way, with Batarbiev, where she basically was like, Anthony Ard, he showed a stiff upper lip, old chap. He, uh, he hurt you a lot, Arthur, didn't he? Tell us about times he hurt you sometimes. Didn't he hurt you, Arthur? <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens everywhere, Bob. Remember the old, go on, Bernard, into him. <laughs> yeah, 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 Well, I, I I don't know if uh, where we if we want to go further down the undercard from here. I'll tell you one thing: we we will we will touch on, and I'll save a couple of the other fights for tomorrow. Um, Andy, I I know you got some some sick love out of this because you, you do like to see prospects get uh, get exposed. And uh, my God, uh, Carol Toma, he got uh, exposed and then some tonight. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember what actually what happened again. Actually, with that stoppage, uh, you know, you mentioned it. Um, it was one of those. I guess just one of those situations. He's maybe just been slightly overmatched. I, th- I don't know if I actually even discussed it last week. Actually, but I know that guy's been in with you know some of the top guys. Anyway, guys who are ranked. He's been in with Beterbev. We mentioned Oosthausen. Um, he also was. I think there's um, who was the guys at Uskatagi as well, possibly one of the Russian boys and that. He's just one of those those guys, those RGs that you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, you look at the record, 29 and 10. He's been stopped four times, 19 knockouts. You're thinking to yourself, right, okay, this guy's got, you know, power at a certain level, you would expect. 
Um, or at least appreciate, but fuck me, man, he's come out there and he's basically put that guy straight on his arse. And I, I tell you what, I looked at him afterwards, uh, uh, Carol. I, I don't know how to pronounce his surname, sorry, but um, he looked mentally absolutely broken, devastated getting stopped. Actually, I, you know, it's, it's one of those situations you think to yourself, wow. Will he come back from it? No, obviously he can. You know, it's fucking too early in his career to say he's, he's, he's going to be washed up by it, but he looked absolutely devastated by that stoppage here. Um, and no wonder, actually, as well, because if you look at that, you know, in the grand scheme, you could maybe say he's been slightly pushed too soon, um, but at the same time, it is, it is a devastating one, so I don't even think you would watch just a rematch at this point. You've got to see where this kid's at now, you know, so it's a, it's a, it's a heavy one. Andy, someone made a point in the Nutters chat, which I thought was quite good. They said maybe Moses is the talent of the two, and they had to kind yeah. of uh, pick Carol up first of all to try and persuade the brother to come along. And Carol's maybe the crap of the two. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm maybe doing them an injustice, but something along those lines. Well, that was yeah. Well, to be honest, but I've seen Carol. Sorry, the brother fight Moses fight in the amateurs the last few months. Picking up these these medals, junior ranks, and that. And I swear to God, this guy just looks like he's got the full package, the power, the speed, the foot movement, the talent, everything to go with. It's just a matter of just just to hone it in. The fact that he's even jumped, what is he, eighteen at this point still to jump pro? Mm. It's a big move. It's a very big move. It was a lot like the Dubois debut. Do you remember? He was very young, turn pro, big hitting heavyweight amateur. A lot of build up, and then they put him in against an absolute jobber who lasted 30 seconds. And yeah. this guy tonight, I don't think he even lasted three seconds, did he? <laughs> yeah, it's, a case of, it's a case of sweet Carol Lyons in the camp. <laughs> <laughs> but the matchmaking, they don't always get it right, do they? Like he told me tonight, Andy was a kind of effectively moved up a little bit too soon. Willie Hutchinson, we saw it happen to him. Dubois, to a certain degree, did they maybe skip a couple of levels for every Fujimoto and Larty and Ebenezer <laughs> Tete? He got stuck in eventually with Joyce and couldn't handle it. Yard, another case in point, skipped yeah. a few levels, got found out. Now he's come back again. There's no reason why they can't, but it happens from time to time. They don't always get it the does. matchmaking spot on. It does. It's in there, but if you, you just say if, you, if you're skipping a few levels, the, the, the thing with Moses is at least... Because his age, he can't be he can't be jumped up a few levels. You know, British titles two years away at least. Talk about what, what was Tyson's record again? Was, was it 21? 20? 21? 20 and all, wasn't it? Was it twenty? Um, yeah, to talk like that at least, or to have that. Oh dream no, he was more. Goal. He was more, wasn't he? He was he was way more than that. Tyson when he won the world title because he was, was twenty, wasn't he? No, he, he was twenty. He was, fights in his first 20. year, didn't he? He was twenty, but he had more fights. Sorry, he was twenty, but he had more fights than that. He was twenty. Yeah. He's twenty year old, but. You know, to you know, to hope or or to say that your dreams like to win the world title at twenty, you know, as you say, Steve, he's going to be fighting like 10, 18, 20 times a year uh, for the next couple of years at least to try and get himself into contention, to even get a ranking possibly. Um, I'd probably guarantee that he's, he's probably still fighting like this time in two years' time, probably just waiting for a British title fight, maybe fifteen, twenty and all possibly. Yeah, good point there from Joseph Patrick Doherty. He says, big up BT Sport for giving us a real fight for free, lads. How many pay-per-views have been ridiculous compared to that? Credit when it's due. Absolutely, 100% agree. But at the same time, Frank Warren ain't no altruist. If he'd have thought it would have made money, it'd been on pay-per-view tonight. Let's get that straight. It obviously wasn't going to make any money. That's why it wasn't on pay-per-view. It (laughs) wasn't for the fans, mate. I heard heard them say that um, they did a lot of their budget for this year on that fight. So it'll be interesting to know how much that 
budget is and how much of the budget they fucking done on it because I'd imagine it's a it's, it's a few million at least. Especially for fucking Baterbi if they come across and define his titles. Yeah. You know, something with Atoma I noticed just to get back to that real quick, he doesn't look built like a fighter. Did you guys notice like his arms have like no muscle definition whatsoever? Like he just I don't know. He just didn't seem built like a fighter whatsoever. So, it's soft, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was, that was just, just, the main event was just a hell of a good fight. And, and hopefully we get to see better be of against Bivol. Um, just real quick before we get out of here, if we don't get that, who is your choice for better be of next Steve? Um, I don't know. You know, I just want to see Bivol. I haven't really given it any thought, Matty. I'm just dead set on that one. I suppose you mentioned Callum Smith earlier. Someone like Benavidez, you always think he could be big enough to move up. But, of course, he's got business to take care of a plant and he can definitely make super middleweight. So why would he? Um, I, I don't really know. Maybe a mandatory next, actually. They may be sticking him in with, I think, these bereft of opponents. It has to be Bivol or nobody. A mandatory, if not. Yeah. I, w- I wonder who is who would his mandatories be looking at the belts. Callum Smith, he's Callum one. Smith's yeah. the next mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. It need to be Callum Smith next, mate, because I think uh, IBF one and two is vacant, and he just beat Anthony Yard, but she was a mandatory, I believe. Would have been at least. Yeah. yeah. What are they going to do when Baturbia fights Bivol? What na- are they going to pretend, <laughs> pretend what nationalities they are? Baturbia can be Canadian. Uh, what's Bivol going to be? Um, yeah. Moldovan from Los Angeles. He's Moldovan and Korean. There's no Tajikistan. He was born in or something. Aye. He's from West Coast, West Coast, Los Angeles, or something yeah, like that. So they can. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, don't, nobody wants to claim that Russia title right now. It does uh, does appear. <laughs> I can go, uh, got better be of living in Canada. Kovalev uh, is living in uh, in California. Oh, yeah, fuck, Wally Hutchison is ranked number thirteen in WBO. <laughs> Stick him in. Fuck me. <laughs> What the fuck? He doesn't ever deserve a fucking world ranking. Listen, you're all forgetting about the real threat at 175. Tommy TNT Fury. Oh, he talks, a, he talks a good I'm game. That. <laughs> that so it's over for you. He, said, he must have said that about yeah. 50 times. I'm telling you now, it's over <laughs> for you. <laughs> Where was John Fury, man? Must have been in a contract. He couldn't come in the ring. Jake Paul KO. I'm telling you, Jake Paul by KO. I'm fucking telling you what. Like I fucking fancy Jake Paul as well to win it. Fucking hell, Tommy, spectacular. I hope he does. Tommy Fury, Tommy Fury, with fucking gyno lips by the museum. The gyno lips, fucking. Jesus, I, th- I think that fight might be going on while we're doing the pod, Steve. It's on a Sunday. Oh, Good. right, okay. Where, where is it? In Saudi Arabia? Yeah, or huh? yeah. And so I don't know the exact time. It's even going to be pay per view. I don't know what time what? it is. Ah, fight in Saudi Arabia. In yeah, yeah, it's in it's in J- J- is it Dewey where Joshua fought Ruiz? I think. I think Seriously, that fight in Saudi. Yeah, it's in Saudi. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Fucking Saudi's. I think I've said that all along. Tommy mm-hmm. Fury, shit, man. It's hard to guess, mate, how bad he is. I agree. <laughs> I'm going to see if we can rent out your arsehole for a fucking million dollars or something like that. Fucking hell. Well, and it's amazing. Yeah, the, 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 the amount they of money they're the going to make off of this is absurd. Go ahead, Rob. Do you see the clip of Rogan and the, the head of Barstool Sports arguing because uh, someone has put a highlight reel together of Tommy Fury on YouTube like, and your man's going, listen, Tommy Fury's not a boxer, man. Joe <laughs> was like, you're... 
was like, you're out of your fucking mind, man. If you think that guy's not a boxer, look at the combinations. You don't know what you're talking about, man. And I was listening. I was thinking, Joe Rogan, like, has always been a big advocate for weed, but it might be time to put it down. Like, what the fuck he's watching? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's starting to sound like Martin Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> a big rogi. <laughs> a big Joe rogi. <laughs> fucking... Rogan man, Jesus <laughs> fuck, master boxer, master. That's his fucking favorite saying, master boxer. I don't think there's more than like a maybe a dozen master boxers in all of professional boxing right now. Hey, I'll tell you something, Matty. We shit on these stupid misfit cards and talk about all these dickheads who are turning up on the zone. What happened tonight there before the main event was every bit as bad as those misfit cards, wasn't it? I mean, what's the difference? You know, that stupid WWE entrance. I can see why they did it, absolutely, to get pay-per-view numbers going. But that's all it is. It's the same as that Misfits crap. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. But, I mean, look at what Nassim Hamed was doing coming to the ring and shit like that. Like, it's all part of the building the Yeah, eye, but he was you know? good and he was fighting people who were good too. <laughs> We're we're part of the problem because we let Tommy Fury come on the podcast. That was the that was the kind of start of Tommy Fury's media career, really, and it's been skyrocketed since. So we don't get any thanks for it. You know what I mean? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. he's on. He's on that one. He actually came across great. It was before he yeah, was on he was Love nice Island. Guy. That, he was actually yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He can, he can, he's like, listen, I I'm just getting into the sport to see what Tommy Fury can do. I'm not worried about Tyson or whatever. I'm just going to try and be the best I can be. And, you know, I'm going to give it a crack. Like, And he was like, real doubt, doubt, real. Fucking really, really, really came across really good. Like, and then he won that reality show. And it's, you know what I mean? He's working his 24 hours a day with Molly May or whatever the fuck. I don't know what he's doing. But listen, out of the two of them, all I'd say is this. Like, Jake Paul is... Has the has the money to hire trainers and he lives the life of a fighter even though he's not one. And Tommy Fury yeah. is one and seems to be not living the life of a fighter. He's off like fighting his granddad or his cousin or something out on the street with his top off and he's in nightclubs with his fucking jaw hanging on the other side of the fucking room and all like Yeah, I uh I think Rob, I think you cut out there or maybe you just quit talking out. What have we become? What have we become? (laughs) Jesus. What defines a fighter, though? I know it's a bit esoteric for five past 12 on a Sunday morning, whatever it is. But, you know, oh, he's a fighter because he's an amateur and he's done a bit of this. Your man, Paul, he's kind of turned up. He's a YouTuber, but he has been working behind the scenes for three or four years now. Like Rob says, under good trainers, sparring good people, he's definitely improved. So, I mean, you have to just take them at face value on their skill set, the two of them. And I don't think there's a lot between them, to be honest. Whether Tommy's a fighter and he's born into a fighting man family or not, makes no difference. I don't think there's any difference between the two of them. In fact, I'd say Paul was probably better from what I see. What what I'd have to ask you, Steve, is in in Tommy Fury's arsenal of, of skills and abilities, does he have anything which measures up to Jake Paul's right hand? Well, I mean, we don't know because we've never seen him fight anyone of any decent capacity, have we? Like I said, he's fought, he's a boxer because he's got a British license. So he's a real boxer. And he's been fighting real boxers, these Latvians, because they're real journeyman boxers. But like you say, your man Paul, he's been fighting shit fighters, but like MMA people coming over and that wrestling guy. I mean, he was a waste of time. But at least he's been banging them out. I can't believe I'm justifying this. For, for, yeah, I can't stand either of them, to be honest with you. But, I mean, here we are talking about it, like I said, at 5 past 12 on a on a Sunday night. What, what, yeah. What's happened? Well, you know, the didn't good he, news didn't is... Didn't he fight Anderson Silva in that? Like, didn't Jake Paul fight Anderson Silva? Or did yeah, in yeah, his last fight, yeah. Yeah, dropped him in the last round. Apparently it was a pretty good fight all in all, actually, so... Mm-hmm. I think Anderson yeah. Silva beat the shit out of Tommy Fury, if I'm being honest, so... I don't... Yeah, he beat Junior, and he beat him cleanly, you know? I mean, that's, I mean, that's not saying anything, but fucking Junior's been a boxer for... Fucking better on fucking decade and a half now, so 
Mm-hmm. One thing I was going to mention, Matty, which I forgot to mention earlier, just about, I think one of the issues going back to the main event that Yard has was that damage left eye. I noticed it happened at the time. I'm not the most observant of chaps, but in the third round, Viterbi have landed a real solid left hook and then Yard started blinking immediately. And I thought to myself, oh, it was his right eye, sorry, Yard's right eye. And then it started to close and it started to cut up and... I think that was a problem. But Turbiev's face does mark up, doesn't it, quite a lot? I've noticed, you know, for someone who goes out destroying people, he takes a lot of shots. He's got a good beard and good recovery powers. But his, his face does fairly mash up. Caleb Plant's a bit like that. You know, he's for a slickster, he comes out looking like he's flipping and been out driving with Errol Spence for the evening or something. These guys do mark up. Well, that's one of the reasons I think I'd have to favor Bivols. I mean, what's to say that those combinations that he lands, he can't cut up and and, and get a TKO stoppage on better BF too. Yeah, so uh-huh. I think Dave Tricks there, Liberty Boxing, Ricky Gervais versus Mr. Anthea Turner. That's right. They fought about 15 years ago. Frank Maloney, uh, since become Kelly, was a trainer, and I think Jim McDonald was in the other corner. I actually remember that. That's right. Did Ricky win? Um, yes, he did. He he went the pressure fighter route, and the other guy was a bit more of a back foot boxer. So there you go. They've been doing celebrity boxing way way back in in the day. Frank has now become Kelly in no way related to Rob Kelly. We'll never forget. (laughs) (laughs) What what you know? I think that uh, Kelly Maloney's got a few uh, a few bucks there, Rob. Why don't uh, why don't you make the jump there and uh, make a Kelly Kelly? That's why it would have never worked out with me, Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> oh, man, don't bring me back to those days in the 90s. Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, hot damn, hot damn, Rob. Uh, Chuck Wu says, Wellings, <laughs> white guys always mark up. It is what it is. Yeah, uh, fair, fair not point. Rate, not racism. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's, it's, we're just, uh, we, we do crack. We, we do crack black black it does not crack so mm-hmm. um but anyways uh before we head out uh any last thoughts from anybody because uh, we do have a podcast tomorrow and we'll be running this back and then some all right fantastic well thank you to everybody who uh came in today into the chat uh and we also appreciate uh, the dr fmg yimmy yappy and ryan deal for tossing some bucks in there keeping the lights on in the asylum uh, Danny Young stopped in, uh, and we also had Rob Kelly, Andy Patterson, and Steve Wellings. I've been your host, uh, Matt DiGiannardo. We'll catch you tomorrow for a fresh episode of the Boxing Asylum Nuthouse. You have a good rest of your uh, weekend. Sports Social Podcast Network.